Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm another one of your big boys, John George. And John, this week it is a buyer's market. Big Boy Movies is going public and we're selling stocks to anyone who wants them. We're going to pump that bad boy up till it explodes. Oh, hell yeah. I've already I've already gone on Reddit. I've bribed at least 10 users uh, to get everyone to buy our stocks. We are flying to the top of the stock market. We're, we're beating Tesla, baby. We're getting to 900. Oh, absolutely. Listen, all these big Wall Street hedge fund muckety mucks, they're trying to short big boy movies. They're betting <laughs> against us. Reddit, we got to rise up. We got to make sure the gamers get out here and <laughs> make our stock like $500 a pop. Let's go. I, I already, Marty, he's not even producing this week's episode. He's making phone calls. He's making lots of phone calls. Marty's got like five different phones all ringing at once. <laughs> he's picking them up. He's buying. He's selling. Oh, he's yeah. Wolf of Wall Street over there. And it's a good thing he made that movie. Yeah. So he knows exactly what he's doing. Exactly. He learned so much in the making of that movie. He's just, God. I mean, he was already rich from making that movie. And now he's just getting more rich from mainly from selling and buying our stock. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have let him take 50% of every sale. He really talked me down with that. But yeah, you know, as long as Reddit's behind us, we're really going to wreck <laughs> this economy. Hell yeah. As long as Reddit's behind us for anything, I, I'm down. All right, I'll do it. Whatever Reddit yeah. wants us to do, I'll do. Okay, I'm all in. Yeah, the buy, sell. <laughs> I, apparently you can borrow stocks. I didn't know that was something yeah. until this week. Me neither. I, there's a bunch of terms I don't know that everyone just randomly says. And I'm like, yeah, you do that with the stock. I don't know what that means. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I've bought a few turnips in my day <laughs> on Animal Crossing. So I've got a pretty good idea of how this all goes you down. You shorted the stock market, the, the turnip market over there. Daisy May, that little bitch, comes to my island and thinks she can play me. No. no. I play her. I make money off those damn turnips. Oh, yeah. It's... It's fucked up how much you're robbing her, BB. It's pretty annoying, honestly. I mean, and turnips grow from the ground, much <laughs> like the stocks of big boy movies. <laughs> yes, I, I would rather you not reveal uh, like our secrets here, our trade secrets. Okay, but okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I guess they do actually grow from the ground like turnips. So yeah, listen, listen, they don't know what kind of special <laughs> soil we use to grow the stocks. Yeah, so we won't tell them either. No, absolutely later, not. But. It might. And listen, Marty's got loose lips. He's shunk, sunk a few ships in his day, but yeah. I think we'll be all right. I wouldn't be surprised to see all these secrets in his next film. Let's just say that. Yeah. When he makes uh, the movie about us called like <laughs> the sheep of Wall Street. Yeah. Sheep. That's what this is, basically. It's yeah. Sheep. The sheep herders of Wall Street here. Absolutely. Guide the sheep. I'm so excited for in two weeks when this intro makes no sense to anyone. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. We're recording this like way early. It's going to come out in like four, four or five days. So we're, yeah. we're already hedging our bets right here. In five, we, five days, this could be nothing to everyone. We'd be like, what is this yeah, about? You listening in the future are infinitely more knowledgeable than us. We have no idea how this thing is going to end. Yeah. All I know is that I, someone's going to get a lot of Funko Pops and maybe some good trading <laughs> credit out of it. That's why we didn't mention GameStop, because on Monday, GameStop could be just like at zero. 
straight up. It could be a crater in the ground for all we know. <laughs> GameStop might cease to exist and like we might wake up and not even know know what GameStop is anymore. Oh yeah. Well, that's why I'm more on the AMC train here cuz this is a movie podcast, all right? We Absolutely. Have, we got to invest in AMC even though we can't go there right now. We still got to invest in them, all right? Trust yeah. the future. Let's really drive them into the ground so big boy movies can buy out AMC. Yes. And then every movie theater will be a big boy movies movie theater. Yeah. I want to become a majority stockholder of AMC. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we we can also talk about, do we want to switch to like a Wall Street Bets podcast here? We could really gain more popularity, more visibility that way, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I've been saying it for a long time. No one listens to our movie opinions anyway. <laughs> I think what we really know, the thing that both of us are experts on is stocks and the stock market yes. and finances. I mean, we bring it up in every episode. I, we keep getting comments like, you guys should talk about this more. Why do, why do you, I, I hate hearing your opinion on Tesla stock and then I have to listen to your stupid opinions on on movies <laughs> come on yeah and that's why every episode from now on is brought to you by robin hood robin hood <laughs> use code big boy at checkout for one free stock in GameStop. maybe <laughs> <laughs> um it's like robin hood gives you like a random stock i feel like Oh, you really? Just Could you imagine if like you opened a Robin Hood account last week and <laughs> it just randomly GameStop? gave you GameStop? <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be the fucking like score of the century. See, Tom in our chat, of course, because we still live stream this, said, I've got a call in for AMC and Nokia. I don't even know what that means. There's it's, people say so many do so many different things with stocks. I just don't know what it means. All I know is buying or selling stocks, but people are like, oh, I'm borrowing. I'm calling in. Don't know what any of it means. All right. But I'm yeah. here for it. I'll make I'll make cash. Someone buy me a stock. Someone yeah, gift me, give a, me stock. a stock. <laughs> give me a stock. Just to, listen, I'll give you my address. Just mail me the stock so I can have it. <laughs> and then I can sell it. Okay. I'll I'll get on the phone with like my mom or something and be like, you want this stock? I'd, I'll sell it. Yeah. You know how in LA people will like stand on street corners and sell like flowers out of a Home Depot bucket or something? Yeah, yeah. I'll do that, but with stocks. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, why is no one yeah. doing that? Like, if someone owned a bunch of stock in AMC right now, why aren't they on the corner? Just being like, I'm yeah. selling this. And anyone wants some AMC stock? Yeah, I'm a door-to-door -door stock salesman. <laughs> <laughs> that's and I'd like to sell you some stocks. That's how it should be, baby. That's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I'm putting my money in um this year bb is um the oscars yeah oh right that's an actual like betting thing <laughs> that that we do because i know who's winning for sure absolutely we all and that so. would be another round the movie we're doing today yes it would but but actually it wouldn't be john oh why? you fool why um Maybe we should ask my friend Batman, who's going to win all the Oscars this year. Hey, Batman, what do you think? John George. John George. Do you do you think I'll win an Oscar? <laughs> I'm sorry, Batman, but I don't think you were in a movie this year, were you? I mean, soon, pretty <laughs> yeah. soon I will be, that'll John count. George. Well, that'll count as next year. And also it's going to be on HBO, which counts as a TV movie. So you can win an account. You can win a, um, the other one, whatever the other one's called. I forget the golden globe, golden globes. Hey, hey, hey John George. What? Idiot says what? What? 
Oh, no. did you bleed, you bitch? <laughs> oh, Batman out. Is wow, that your Batman prediction? really got you this week. Is that your Snyder prediction? That's what yeah, happens. Yeah, my Snyder <laughs> prediction is that Batman's going to do that to Superman, and Superman's going to be so embarrassed. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's a great prediction. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> idiot, idiot says what? G- gay person says what? <laughs> <laughs> what that means you're gay <laughs> it's a classic I, that's gotta be yeah. in snyder script absolutely martha says what <laughs> why did you say that name <laughs> that's too good that's too good oh my god yeah charlie also says he's putting his money on the biggies which is actually happening before the oscars so technically we're better yeah. than the oscars this year Oscars, we're more prepared oscars happening in april because they want it to happen in person like come on we're, we're doing it Feb. We're sticking to Feb. We're sticking to Feb and we're going to do it not in person. <laughs> Arguably, we didn't do it in person last year. We were in the same room last yeah, year. Yeah, but... I guess it counts as in person because the only two people that attended it were in person together, I guess. Although I mean, people fair, listened we... not live, so... That's true. We had some good characters in the room with us. I did a Ray Romano impression a few times, if I recall. (laughs) It was a blur. That whole night was a blur, you know, the biggies. It really was. Man, people like to get shwasted at that that event, so. Absolutely. I think that was the day we also recorded, like, three episodes in a row, so. Yeah, that was a big, (laughs) we just, like... I think it's going to be good. We're, We're pushing the biggies back to February. It doesn't, like, load it all at the holiday there yeah um but yeah charlie in the chat saying it's going to be the best one and that's because we charlie's going to be a part of this year's technical yes. production so he's a little biased we, but we have some fun plans for the biggies it'll be it'll be even more coherent than last year which i guess isn't saying much but <laughs> you know we'll have some more help but i guess i'm sorry batman let's predict justice league yeah let's predict justice league yeah. my movie wait we're getting close to this now right like two months, three months? Oh. There's there's not an official release date yet, but they just pushed back uh, Godzilla versus Kong, and people think that's because they're making room for the Snyder Cut. Oh, okay. So my guess is probably like third week of March, maybe second week of March, something like that. Ooh, they're going to do a surprise drop probably. Absolutely, yeah. It's And I'll tell you what, the moment it hits HBO Max, I'm stopping whatever I'm doing, even if I'm driving. I'll pull over and watch it on my phone. <laughs> no matter what happens, you're all in. I love it. Absolutely. But yeah, you want me to go first on my prediction? Yes, please, because we've had some, some big Snyder Cut news, so I'm hoping you've implemented this a little bit. Okay, well, mine is going to be, mine's a mixture. This doesn't really happen, doesn't have anything to do with the news unfortunately baby so i hope you touch okay. the news i will i will mine has more of personal connections because well the stock market thing happened today so i wanted to include the stock market but i've also been watching a lot of survivor um mm. so the, I, jeff probst is going to be in this one the host of survivor um he's going to show up somewhere in the middle of this it's going to just all of a sudden turn into he he's gonna have superpowers because jeff probes does have superpowers in real life okay i i believe he's an amazing man and he's basically gonna be the main villain i don't know who the main villain is in the actual just i haven't seen the movie <laughs> um but whoever it is is kind of just gonna get ignored once jeff probes comes in because he's got <laughs> okay some gnarly powers that i don't even want to spoil 
because I so Steppenwolf takes takes a step aside yes. for this guy. He takes a step aside because Survivor it's what's hot right now with me. Um, I don't know if I don't yes. think it's hot with anyone else, but it is hot with me. So they want to get my attention. Yeah. Um, and basically, he's now going to his powers are so powerful. He has captured the Justice League. He they are his to own. And he forces them to compete in his own mini survivor. Oh, okay. With a little bit of a twist. The stock market's involved as well. <laughs> okay. John, this is starting to sound like so you just looked around the room really quickly <laughs> to come up with this. <laughs> like no, no. Oh, no. John, what do you think is gonna happen in Justice League? Um no, uh, no, no. there's gonna be a, a lamp and um c- com- computer that? is no 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 uh I mean, there was there. I was thinking there was going to be a computer and a live stream on Twitch as well, but I can take those ones. God, okay, (laughs) and a a bag. Wonder Woman has a oh yeah bag. Um, but no, I yeah yeah. It's basically it's going to involve at some point Superman. You can get hidden immunity idols based off how you're doing in the stock market, Um, and at some point. Aquaman just hits GameStop hard. He hits he hits up Reddit. He hits GameStop hard. He's able to get okay. the highest. He gets the immunity. He's on top of the tribe. Um, and then they fucking blindside su- fucking Superman out of nowhere. Everyone thinks they're voting Wonder Woman. Everyone's like, we're sick of Wonder Woman. She's been alive for so long. Let's just get her out of the game. But they blindside Superman. And it's crazy. Oh, okay. So... Wait, but then what does that have to do with Aquaman buying GameStop stock? Is that just sort of his own side story? Because they know he's got the the hidden immunity idol at this point. His stock's the best. So they're all like, well, we got to follow him. We can't vote for him anymore. So they switch the (laughs) votes. (laughs) Does this make sense to anyone? Like, I really planned this out heavily. This is not improv. We've had some like really out there predictions. This may be the worst Snyder prediction we've ever had. And it's the only one that's going to be true in the end. That's honestly f- fair. If anything even remotely like this happens, I will throw my computer and my TV in the trash and become a hermit because I don't understand movies anymore. I'm just going to have to hope that Snyder just really got into wall street bets this past week and also has been watching a lot of survivor and then goes to the reshoots with that in mind all right oh my god i don't even know if they did reshoots for this one yeah maybe they did they will now um no they have to um well john uh (laughs) i didn't exactly just sort of frantically look around me to come up with my prediction neither um Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That was an organic prediction you had. Mm-hmm. Uh, my prediction is based on some big Snyder Cut news. Now, recently we found out that the Snyder Cut is going to be four hours long. And that's exciting, but we already know why that is. It's because there's a full game of football in there. Yes, of course. Uh, which we have established. And also the scene where Batman gets coffee and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, those are those are long scenes, long scenes. But here's another piece of pertinent news about the Snyder Cut. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about Ray Fisher, the guy who plays Cyborg, uh, has a little bit of a problem with Warner Brothers, specifically their president. Uh, what's his name? Something Hamada. Uh, I don't know all the details of this dispute, but it has to do 
uh, with some sort of insensitive, maybe vaguely racist comments made by an employee at DC uh, that Ray Fisher was not totally on board with. And Zack Snyder heard about this and it crushed him. And everyone's been talking about unity these days and, and coming together and healing the wounds of America. Mm-hmm. And with the Oscars coming up, which I'm going to say this will be eligible for probably, uh, Zack Snyder's going to do the only reasonable thing. He's going to make Justice League the movie to heal America. You know, we had Green Book that one year. Um, it's time for another one of those. We're going to get oh, a classic sort of overcoming race story that'll make all the white people feel good and not racist. Uh, so, you know, Dark Side wasn't in the original cut at all. Dark Side's coming in in this new cut. And he's going to come in and he's going to have some kind of racist opinions and it won't be overt. You know, we're going to have some nuance (laughs) to this. So he's going to show up and he's going to be like, yeah, of course, black people should be equal. But like, isn't affirmative action taking it a little too far? And the whole Justice League will be like, oh, dark side. Like, we don't have time to explain this to you. We have to fight your army of bug monsters. Um, And Cyborg will be super not into it. Right. And. Maybe like Superman will agree with Darkseid a little bit and he'll be like, Superman, that's problematic. Um, But thankfully, there is going to be a whole section of the movie where Cyborg and Superman go on a road trip across, I don't know, the multiverse (laughs) or whatever. And uh, Superman learns a little bit something about uh, respecting people who are different than him. And he learns a little bit about the black community and he learns a lot about how racist Darkseid really is. And at the end of the movie, you all come together and we all sort of understand that racism is bad. Oh. Um, so this one's really going to get the Academy. All of America is going to unite under the banner of Justice League and how not racist it is and how not racist Warner Brothers as a brand is. Of course. Yeah, I, th- this is what was missing this year, BV. I think you nailed it. I think Zach sees that there was something missing this year, that we didn't get our green book. We didn't get our make white people feel better about racism thing. Um, yeah so yeah i think honestly this is probably the most sound prediction i've ever heard in my entire life yeah so we're we're gonna get Zack snyder if there was one director i could choose to heal america right now (laughs) it would be Zack snyder and his justice league movie yes of course i that's the only connection between everyone everyone loves Zack snyder yes and they hate racism (laughs) exactly god this is brilliant um geez i'm glad we don't have a green book this we probably do there's probably a green book and we just don't know i mean if it's out there no one's talked about it so we are not obligated to watch it it's probably gonna be some something nominated for the oscars that everyone's like what the fuck is this movie and then we watch it and it's just green book again and then it ends up winning (laughs) green book (laughs) Two: the return of viggo mortenstein return um, oh, Charlie has a prediction in chat. It's just going to be a long comedians and cars getting coffee, but this will be Jerry Seinfeld and the Batmobile taking the superheroes to get coffee, asking them if they like jazz. I like that. Yeah. Honestly, and maybe to continue the Green Book connection, maybe Cyborg does play jazz piano in this one. Okay. I like that. Um, yeah. Need some and jazz. there's a scene where where Batman or Superman gets a bucket of fried chicken and is like, I thought you people love fried chicken. And Cyborg's <laughs> like, please, no, the grease will get in my robot parts. <laughs> this just reminds me of like, um, what's that one 
movie with Will Smith and they're like orcs and there's like racism with orcs. Bright. Yeah, yes, bright. That's bright. Yeah, that just reminded me of bright. <laughs> that one definitely didn't heal ra- racism. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. I really BB because I haven't heard anyone be racist towards orcs ever since that movie came out. That's true. That's true, John. You got me there. <laughs> I've I, and that movie took place in L.A. too. So I've been walking around. I've seen a lot of orcs and no one has called them any derogatory terms as far as I could tell. Yep. No, nothing. Everyone loves the orcs now just because of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. I, I, I'm scared, BB, for Justice League. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm excited. I know, like, what's going to happen is I'm going to be super hype. I'm going to turn it on. And I'm going to be like, all right, how far are we into this after a little while? Mm-hmm. And it's going to have been like 15 minutes. Yep. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My issue is like finding the time because I have been like trying to watch a four hour movie recently called love exposure but i just like don't have any time like well that's four hours i need to yeah have work i have some other things i have to go shopping like that's a lot it's a whole day basically you're basically putting yourself out for the whole yeah. day to watch just have to be a saturday or sunday watch for sure absolutely but yeah i'm excited i, I guaranteed it's not gonna live up to the hype probably I, nothing does <laughs> Uh, I think if all our predictions are true, which they are, <laughs> it would live it up will absolutely sure. live up to the hype. I'm exci- I really hope they all come true. Then I would give it five stars for sure. Yeah, five. Star- I'm going to say even if one of our predictions comes true, <laughs> it gets five stars. That's fair. Absolutely. Fair. You can quote me on that. OK, you've been quoted. I feel like there has to be like a minor, like a little thing we predicted earlier that's just going to come true and you're going to be screwed, baby. I, it, I'll put it in my five star club on Letterboxd if that happens. Okay. I'm not even joking. OK. It's been, this is a shorter week for us, but have you all watched any yeah. movies in the shorter week? Uh, no movies. I've been doing a rewatch of Community recently, which Very is fun. one of my favorite shows ever. Um, it was like my whole life in high school. I finished the first three seasons and then stopped because I was like, do I want to do this to myself? Do I want to be sad? Um, and I decided I wanted to be a little bit sad. So I, uh, I skipped the fourth season and went straight to season five. Nice. Um, so I'm going one, two, three, and then I'll do five, six and be sad because there's still no movie. Um, but yeah, I love community. It's a great show. I, I don't have much to say about it other than that. Yeah, I guess I never gave my update on the cast officially, but I did finish through season three like two weeks ago. And oh, nice. Yeah, I, it's a fantastic show. I don't know if I'm going to continue forward at all, but. It's fantastic what I've seen so far. If it's your first watch, I would almost say just do it. Like yeah. season four is not good and it's Dan Harmon's not involved. There are some still some funny moments in it. Um, but if you want the full experience of a true community fan, then you have to feel I all know. the pain that comes with uh, watching Donald Glover leave and like watching the final Yahoo season uh, and all that. <laughs> but if there's a movie, I feel like I'm going to have to. So. Oh, absolutely. At that point, it's six seasons in a movie. Even the fourth season has to count at that point. Absolutely. I also like how the third season ended, too. It felt like I could just like end there. So I was like, yeah, it leaves a little bit open to the point where like it's not full closure, uh, but it's good enough the way it ends. Yeah, I'd say so. I did watch two movies and both of them are Canadian movies. Oh, shit. Um, Our northern neighbors. 
have created they create films too up there crazy i thought it was too cold but it uh, yeah it's fine. i mean like whether are fine. they directed by like moose or like geese or something i looked up the first guy evan morgan he looks like a normal guy he is in his picture i'm looking at now he is wearing a camo big camo jacket so okay. i would imagine it is cold out that day um but he doesn't i don't see antlers he's wearing headphones i thought they were antlers for a second but no those are headphones okay okay um, and he directed the, a movie called The Kid Detective that came out this past year, uh, starring Adam Brody. And it's about uh, this Adam Brody plays um, a 31 year old man who used to be really good, a really good detective as a kid, apparently. Um, OK. And as he's grown older, he has kept that job of detective and but he has gotten worse at it and people there was basically one case that just screwed him over and everyone didn't trust him anymore. Pretty much. Okay. So, but it's, it's a combat. It's like a dark comedy. It's, there's some really dark moments, but it's, it's hilarious. It's very funny. There's some very funny moments as well. Um, yeah, I'd say that it's worth a watch for sure. Um, I, I had it four stars originally. I moved it down to three and a half after a couple days. And then the next one is the dirties, which is Evan Morgan, the director of the last one, wrote this one, um, but this one's directed by Matt Johnson, who mm. this this guy's got like a cult following, basically, or Canadian following, probably. Um, <laughs> the Canadians are a yeah, cult. It's the same. They're thing. a cult. Um, but I've heard like I first heard about Matt Johnson and Nirvana, the band, the show when I was interning at Headgum and Marissa, um, someone who worked there, Marissa. Love that show and always recommended. I never watched it. Uh, this is the first thing I'm watching by Matt Johnson. And it's like a found footage type movie, but I would say it's way better than what other found footage that I've seen. I've seen like Project X and Chronicle, basically. And those Cloverfield. Yeah, Cloverfield. And this one is like the most unique out of them. It's like it is found footage, but it's like a documentary at the same time. Like n- like half the people are actors. It's like almost like Borat mixed with a, if Borat was a found footage film, I guess. Oh, wow. So it's it's very interesting to watch. You can like legitimately it's been almost 24 hours. I still don't know what was real, what wasn't like it's it's good. It's some, one of the most unique watches I've seen um, for sure. And some great acting. And I think I have a lot of respect for Matt Johnson, who. He plays a high schooler in this, and he was like in his twenties, but he legit looks like a freshman in high school. So I thought he was in high school when he made this, but he was not. Oh, okay. But I would recommend this. This is on Amazon Prime. Alex is in the chat. He's the one who suggested I watch this. Oh, okay. It's pretty damn good, I would say. Very unique. Yeah. Nirvana the band the show is uh something I've seen clips from and it's always been very funny but I've never watched the whole thing so maybe I'll have to check that yeah, out. They're hilarious. Matt Johnson's hilarious and um he doesn't do uh Owen Williams as his co-star in The Dirties. Owen Williams is not in Nirvana the band the show. Um but they have really good chemistry Matt Johnson and Owen Williams doing this. Um and it like to the point where it like reminded me of Superbad at some point. Um some oh, points yeah. cuz they like almost have that same thing that michael sarah and jonah hill have in that movie so mm-hmm. that's a underrated gem right there i'd say go check it out yeah we're all about underrated gems on big boy movies much like uh zach snyder's justice league cut 
Of course. Which right now, I'll tell you right now, is going to be underrated because of those snobby critics. Of course. Who are going to give it not as, as good ratings as it deserves. As soon as IndieWire's David Ehrlich um, review, gives the Justice League one star, I will be all over his Twitter threatening him and his newborn yeah. child, of course. <laughs> me and me and Wall Street bets are going to come after him like it's nobody's business. <laughs> one star? Are you kidding me? I haven't even seen the movie yet, but I already know what's better than that. I saw the trailer. It's five stars. <laughs> the, the fake Joss Whedon cut was put out there to make us mad. <laughs> and, and this is the Messiah. <laughs> it's five stars for sure. He, if he hadn't seen the Joss Whedon cut, then, then it would have been a pure five stars. He's just biased. He prefers Whedon. He prefers the Whedon cut. Are you kidding me? That's going to be in like a couple of years. That's going to be the biggest hot take is like, I prefer the Whedon cut. Everyone's going to be like, oh, oh my get God, here. the counterculture is going to fully reverse and everyone's going to demand the Whedon cut back. Hashtag I preferred the Whedon cut. Yeah, that's going to be like the real hipster take. <laughs> It's going to be a classic. That's going to be like the liking Last Jedi of of uh, DC opinions, I guess. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> It's because no one liked the original cut of Justice League. It's not like split like Last Jedi. True. We're not asking for a J.J. Abrams cut of Last Jedi because we know what happened. Maybe the Snyder cut's so bad that people <laughs> like the weed and it, like people start to like it. They're like, you know what? Oh, my God. No, what they're going to do is they're going to have... They're going to ask for Joss Whedon to come back and recut the Snyder cut. <laughs> what is that? The Whedon 2? Whedon cut 2? It'll be like the we- the the Sneedon, the wider cut. <laughs> the wider cut. It'll ju- they're just going to ask for like a parade of different directors to yeah. keep coming in to keep recutting Justice League until it's the movie <laughs> they want it to be. Marty's going to come next. The Marty cut. Oh, yeah. The Todd Phillips will put his, oh, yeah. his uh, feet in there. And <laughs> every everyone in Hollywood's going to try and salvage yeah. this Justice League movie. I hope we I hope we get like one year where each month we get a new cut from a new director. Honestly, I want to start a film festival where it's <laughs> like everyone gets one movie and everyone has to do their own oh. cut of it. And maybe that's Justice League. And we tie in Survivor, right? Jeff Probst style. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> I would like a season of Survivor where it's directors, please. <laughs> yeah, Marty's trying to do all the survival challenges. <laughs> Everyone's like, I, it's, it'd be funny if it was Marty and like Whedon and Snyder and like a bunch of like superhero directors and they'll all like immediately hate him because they don't think they make real cinema. Charlie asks, does... Uh, Marty consider the DCEU not cinema. And here's the thing is I don't think he even knows what that is. <laughs> I think like the MCU he'd kind of heard of and been like, that's not cinema. If you're like, what do you think of DC? He'd be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I <laughs> I feel like he he know he like definitely knows a little bit because Todd Phillips like Joker he was producing or he was like on board to produce oh, for a bit. Yeah. So he like knew what it was for a second. And then like he read the script or something and it was like, you stole my movie, Todd Phillips. You, st- you stole Taxi Driver. <laughs> Not cinema. He <laughs> just stole Taxi Driver, buddy. That is hilarious to me. Yeah. That like <laughs> this movie that's exactly like Taxi Driver, like he was producing. But not as good. Yeah, yeah that would be a fun prank to play. 
I don't know. I'll just go up to like some director and hand them a script that's just a copy of their own movie. <laughs> See if you can get them to produce it. Can you produce this film? Okay. Should we talk about another round? We should talk about another round, also known as Druk. Oh, yeah. In Norway? Uh, Denmark? One of those. We should, probably, we should probably figure that out, I guess. I know it's a Danish film. The movie starts off and it says it was funded by like the Norwegian Film Fund or whatever. Mm. Um, but it's it's in Danish, I believe, because that's the language that Mads Mikkelsen speaks. Okay. It lists the letterbox lists three different countries, Denmark, Netherlands and Sweden. Oh, maybe it is the Netherlands. It might be Netherlands. I, now that I've seen Netherlands, I think it is Netherlands. I think it takes place in the Netherlands, but I'm not sure. Okay. Not 100% on it. It's all confusing up there. They're all like the same country. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like this movie, and I think I like... I, I can give an updated uh, general impressions, too, because I think I like it more and more as time has gone on. I look back at it, and I like, I'm, I'm, I'm like ready at any moment to change this rating from four to four and a half. I gave it four before. Uh, maybe by the end of this podcast, I'll change it. Um, maybe that'll, yeah. maybe that'll be the main focus here. Will I change the rating? But, um, yeah, I, this movie is just, it's so memorable and I just keep remembering random moments or like moments in my life or like moments on TV that I'm watching or something like that. I'll like relate and be like, oh shit, this is, this reminds me of another round or I, I don't know why it keeps coming up. Um, but it's just like, yeah. I don't know. It's. It, it encapsulate obviously it's mainly about drinking but there's a lot of other life type things in here that happen as well and i think it's just super it's super good and it's super fun um and i think the cast is great too and they all have great chemistry together and yeah I, overall it's just i would definitely recommend watching it and i would say this is like the director thomas vinterberg is mainly famous for the movie The Hunt, also starring Mads Mikkelsen, which I believe everyone would watch, want to watch first if they're going to watch a Vinterberg. But I think this is like an an easy way to get someone into Vinterberg who maybe maybe like doesn't watch foreign language films that often. I think this one's just like a fun mm. one they can turn on. Whereas The Hunt is supposed to be more serious, I think. So yeah, I think I really love this movie. Uh, I went into it just being like, oh, this will be something to watch. It came out in 2020. But as as it went on, I really started to like it more and more. I really like Mads Mikkelsen as an actor. I think he's actually kind of wasted in a lot of American movies because um, he's always just given these random parts. He plays like the villain in Doctor Strange. He plays like the dad in Rogue One. Um, he's never given that much to really latch on to. So being able to see him in this, I think this and Death Stranding are, are two top tier Mads oh, yeah. Mikkelsen performances. But yeah, it, it's a fun premise that gets you in the door and then it really works with that premise super well in, in ways that you don't fully expect. Um, and it doesn't shy away from the premise either. It, it sticks with you throughout the film. Um, whereas like with Promising Young Woman last week, I kind of said that it was sort of two films like it sort of changes what movie it is mm -hmm. halfway through whereas this one uh it is about being drunk all the time and that's what it is he's drunk all the time oh yeah uh so yeah i really love this i think it's probably my favorite 2020 movie that i've watched uh i also gave it four and a half stars um 
and yeah, I would say absolutely watch it. Even if you're, if you don't usually watch foreign language films, it's, it's just a good time, good cast, um, all that. Oh yeah. It's it's an, it's an easy watch. I'd say don't watch it hungover like I did though. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, Tom is asking, he says it sounds frat AF and he's correct. Oh, it's so um, frat, Tom. This might be almost, it's not as frat as leaving Las Vegas, but it's almost there. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's also like, it centers around a high school, which put me <laughs> off for a second because I have America brain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the movie literally starts out with the most frat shit possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And I guess we can take it into spoiler town before we talk anymore. Yeah. Going into it, you have to because that's that's what I recently found out was more about like um, Danish culture and stuff like that. And how the people who see this movie over there like this movie's very different from how we saw it specifically sort of the bad moments in the movie where it seemed maybe a little more preachy at points where like drinking is bad almost. Apparently, if you watched it and you were Danish, you wouldn't get that as much that this was just mm -hmm. like how their culture is almost like everyone just drinks a shit ton. Um, yeah, it's just how they are. I actually I actually didn't read it. I mean, we'll get to it. There's a moment in the movie where they basically say, like, it's not about the drinking and I, I knew that a little bit. I was reading up on it and they're like, yeah, everyone drinks in, in these Scandinavian countries constantly. It's like not weird. It's just part of the culture. But yeah, yeah, we can get into exactly the movie's relationship with drinking. And I think especially me as someone who doesn't drink at all, uh, we'll probably have some varying perspectives on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, <laughs> most of my perspectives are just going to be like. Oh, this moment when I was hung over? Fuck that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie starts with like, I, I really like the intro to this to this movie, the whole first sequence too, um, where it is that frat moment mm -hmm. almost, but they are high schoolers doing, what's it, what's it called that they yeah. do? I don't know. It's some sort of drunk race where like you have to drink a bunch of beer and then run like a relay race to the next person who drinks a bunch of beer. And if you have to throw up, like you all have to throw up at the same time. Yeah, I don't get that. That rules tough. Or else something happens. It's Tom is calling it a beer mile relay. Maybe. I don't know. They're running with cases of beer and they're super fucked up and they're vomiting everywhere. And they're in high school because it's not America and you can drink yeah. alcohol in high school. In in the Netherlands or wherever they are. Yeah, I don't know what the drinking age is there. That's probably eighteen. That's my guess. Eighteen or seventeen. Might not even be one. Who knows? <laughs> that would be wild. Beer miles where you drink one beer every lap of a track and run a mile. I don't think it was that exactly. I I it, it wasn't a relay, Tom, because they were no. they were all running together as a unit at the same time. Um there's like a bus involved at some point. Like, I don't know. I'd like, it was almost like a triathlon, I felt like. But a beer triathlon. <laughs> they, were, beer triathlon they were all having a good time. With no swimming. As someone who does drink, I guess my perspective of this is still, even if I were hungover or not, I wouldn't do this. <laughs> Absolutely I not. I hate throwing up. And I hate <laughs> throwing up while drunk or any of that situation. So I'm not, I'm not about it. Yeah. 
being so drunk you throw up is the most unpleasant feeling ever. Could you imagine like being at that yeah, state and no. also having to run really fast in like broad daylight? <laughs> It'd be horrible. Yeah, I will say like when you when you're really drunk, I remember being really drunk in college at some points and just being able to like run down the street and you're like not even you don't feel fatigue or anything. You're just like sprinting. You can't can't tell what's happening really, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> still sounds all sounds just awful i i like the drinking part of it i guess so that's the fun part <laughs> why why do you have to run why do you have to do some awful shit alongside of it john's the guy at the picnic who's like can't we just drink the beer guys like t t do we have to run around like i'm this? always like well let's just play drink drinking uh smash bros drinking game or something like that instead. yeah <laughs> like, why do we have to run that was that was the shit in college because there was a brief period where I did drink yeah. and that was like playing Mario Kart and like drinking every time you got yeah. hit by a shell. Like that was fun. Or Mario Kart's awesome. Throwing a ping pong ball is already yeah. beyond me after three beers. <laughs> Alex is not. Some people get better at beer pong <laughs> the drunker they get. Those people are dangerous. I don't oh, trust no. anyone like it's, that. That's even like more insane when that happens. When someone's like blackout and they're just like knocking down every cup in beer pong. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, that's that person is probably like a serial <laughs> killer. Be. There's no beer pong in this movie, right? I'm guessing that's not a part of their culture. That's like an American thing. No, that might be more of an American thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably an American thing. Uh, but the, the teens get super drunk <laughs> on the big <laughs> Scandinavian drinking day. They handcuff like a police officer <laughs> to a rail and a train, uh, which is a really funny prank. <laughs> not so funny for the police officer. Um. And then we get to the high school where Mads Mickelson and all his bros teach. And they're like, should we ban <laughs> alcohol from the school? And that's one of those cultural moments where like, as a person in America, you're like, this is a school that doesn't have alcohol banned. <laughs> yep. That's very, very weird to see. It just like going to other countries like that. Cause I have been to Italy before I was like younger, but I was allowed to drink when I was there at some point because I, well, they always would like, at dinner, they would always give me wine as well. And then my aunt would have to be like, no, he he doesn't, he can't have any. <laughs> wow. Your aunt's a narc. I think I was like, I think the drinking age might be like 16 there or something. Because I was like 17, maybe. 16, 17. Yeah. I, I think in Italy, the culture is like, you can be very young and they'll still give you wine. Because yeah, yeah. it's just like something you have with dinner in Italy. Um. It was like when I went to Japan with my dad, I think I was above in drinking age at that point. But like, uh, obviously, like we went out with some of my dad's business friends and there was sake and other stuff like that. And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't want to be like disrespectful. So I drank. I had like some Japanese nice. beers and stuff, but um, that's illegal. What if yeah. I called the cops on you right now? <laughs> <laughs> right now, <laughs> they'd be like that trip to Japan you took arrest. four years ago. <laughs> Put your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> that sake you were served at a Chinese restaurant. We know about it. We just heard about it on the podcast, Big Boy Movies. We have evidence. You're under arrest. I hope that this, this whole podcast is going to be us talking about drinking culture. It might be. I mean, that's the, like the movie. Yeah. Let's get into the what actually happens in the movie. Mads Mikkelsen is the most boring motherfucking history teacher yeah. in the history of history teachers. So we've got to get drunk, baby. He's so boring. Yeah, he's so boring that all the students and all the parents of the students are like, you suck and you're boring and our kids are failing history. And Maz Mickelson's like, maybe you kids are just stupid. 
which was pretty solid comeback as far as I'm which, concerned. I also could never see happening at like a high school, my high school at least. Like they would, it would immediately, the blame would be on the students, no matter how boring a teacher was. Oh, really? Like. That's actually, that was actually one of the more relatable because I, uh, my AP US history te- class in high school, uh, our teacher was fired because all of the students and parents complained. And it was Matt Mickelson? Because the. Mads Mickelson was your teacher? It was Matt, that man, <laughs> Mads Mickelson. No, it was actually a woman. What happened was, uh, this is such a long tangent that I have to go on. I'll try and condense it down. Basically, we had a summer assignment that was really, really hard and required a lot of work. And me and one other kid I knew went fucking hard on this US history summer assignment. And all of the re- actually smart kids in the class didn't go hard on it. And so we destroyed the curve because our assignments were obviously like had so much more work put on them. And all the kids who are used to getting A's on everything got like B's and C's. And so that was the start of it. And then slowly uh, everyone started getting bad grades, including me and the smart kids, like the actually smart kids. Um, And it was very clear that the teacher like was not prepared to teach the class. Like she was teaching us off of slideshows that someone else had obviously made. Like you could Google us history slideshow and you could find her slides on Google. Um, And she was, yeah, she was super harsh on grading essays um, and all this stuff. And so a bunch of parents complained and she got the boot and they brought in a new history teacher um, but well, absolutely deserves the boot. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one thing I felt bad for her. Um, but there are other teachers who like didn't deserve the boot, who there were parents who would be like, my yeah. son's doing bad in your class. And the teacher would be like, maybe your son should like do better than <laughs> you should do better in the class. So that's why I empathized with yeah. Matt Mickelson a little bit in that scene. I was like, well, just because he's boring doesn't mean you're, that's <laughs> yeah, why like you're I'll bad at history. Everyone in the class and their parents is like, you're boring as fuck. Like, that'd be so sad as the teacher. Just be like, wow, <laughs> I, I'm this boring. <laughs> to the point yeah. where all these people are here to tell me I'm boring. Yeah, he's boring. Mm-hmm. And he goes out for one of his buddies' birthdays. They all work at the school and... It was either a book or a research paper or something about the effects of alcohol on the brain, basically. Um, and saying, yeah, or it, it might have been a quote from someone famous, too. I can't remember. It was like an obscure research study because one of them was yeah. a psychology teacher. Okay. I think that was the deal. And so he was like, oh, I heard about this obscure study that says, essentially, if your blood alcohol content is above like 2.0, like all the time, you will function better as a human just across the board because we were born with blood alcohol level that's too low. So you, if you boost that up a little bit, you're just yeah, going to be a better person. <laughs> I like that. We were born with a blood alcohol too low. Yeah, we need a little bit of that good, that good stuff, <laughs> that special juice. That, that poison, baby, that minor poison. Um, yeah. <laughs> So they basically, I mean, they don't decide to do it. They just get drunk. And then Mads Mikkelsen later decides that he wants to do that, wants to try being over 0.2% all the time. Yeah. Um, But they, yeah, they just basically have a night. Mads Mikkelsen was like, I'm not drinking. And then he finally decided, oh, what the hell, I'll drink. And then he goes pretty hard, I feel like. Dude goes ham. We do have to go back for a second um, because one, we established that uh, his relationship with his wife isn't very good anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she's working late nights all the time. 
Um, but the other thing that's more important is this movie has the best setup and payoff of all time in any movie. Uh, during this dinner conversation, they're like, uh, oh, yeah, I, I heard you took a dance class, Mads Mikkelsen. And he's like, oh, don't talk about that. And he's like, you took what kind of dance? He's like, I took a jazz ballet class. And they're like, jazz ballet, do a dance for us. <laughs> and you're like, it's like, no, no, I don't want to do a dance. And at that moment, I was like, this movie is doing a Chekhov's dance ballet, <laughs> where if you introduce the jazz ballet in the first act, it's getting fired off by the last oh, act. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and so the whole movie, I was sitting there like, when are we going to get the jazz ballet, Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah. And you know me. I was absolutely doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great. They end up getting pretty shwasted. Um, end up getting home pretty late. And then I think the next day, Mads Mikkelsen like just brings some liquor into school and then like drinks it in the bathroom and decides to teach his class while a little buzzed, I guess is what you could call it. Yeah. And he was less boring. Crazy. He was less boring. Just a little bit of alcohol and suddenly you're a good history teacher. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then we just sort of dive into the whole experiment. They all make a pact to like, we're all going to try this. We're all going to be a little bit drunk while we're teaching and maybe we'll be better high school teachers. Yeah. Uh, and they sort of are. And that's, that's what's like interesting about this movie because it doesn't necessarily like reject its thesis. Like when they were being hardline, just like a little bit drunk, sometimes teaching, they actually were better at like, living their lives yeah which i feel like is a bit of a mixed message but again like for the danish drinking is just part of life yeah it w the downside really came of course when they like got addicted to alcohol and then started drinking a lot yeah and that would cause you to want to drink even more than what they were doing when they were just buzzed every day mm -hmm. um and that was that was where the issue came from i guess um, so it never does reject because they all are better at teaching. Mads Mikkelsen's just a freaking stud. His whole class loves his ass. <laughs> I mean, my yeah. God. <laughs> it must have been so hard for those kid actors like, hey, guys, we need you to pretend like you don't like Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> and, like, and it's like, how am I supposed to do we that? Need you to pretend that he's boring and you have no interest in him. <laughs> <laughs> there's the one kid in the back who's got like a little bit of a grin and the director's like hey you get out of here <laughs> you like him too much get out you're i can tell you're enjoying his presence that was get part out. of the audition they were like do you know who mads mickelson is and if they didn't they got the they got the part immediately oh yeah <laughs> and they had like honestly like from an audience perspective while watching those scenes like those were some pretty good damn good lessons honestly there's some good twists in this oh yeah they had he had like the hitler twist at one point i'm pretty sure that got me pretty good oh man yeah no i uh that hitler one where it was like oh hitler drank a bunch uh and he was hitler so like what the fuck <laughs> um and all the kids were like uh my favorite lesson of all those which i think was really poignant was where he does his winston churchill versus ernest hemingway essentially being like winston churchill drank alcohol like it was water and won world war ii and Ernest Hemingway drank, you know, constantly only when he worked and he killed himself. He blew his brains out. <laughs> he was like, so who who are you going to be? Like all you fucking high school kids, you love drinking alcohol. But, you know, who are you going to be? How are you going to handle it? And I felt like that was a really solid sort of 
not necessarily a metaphor, but connected the whole movie yeah. in a way where it's like Mads Mikkelsen thinks he can be um, Winston Churchill, but <laughs> clearly he can't handle yeah. it in that way. But he has that like great moment of of triumph and he's teaching he's teaching kids history, but about drinking, which is thing, a thing that kids love. Yeah. I mean, that's I think that's the great part about this movie is a lot. Obviously, a lot of movies dealing with this theme of like alcohol and alcoholism and drinking like you, you almost as a writer you're like well i gotta take the easy route out like obviously it's bad like drinking too much yeah. bad drinking bad um but this one's more like maybe the alcohol itself isn't bad maybe it's the person who's at the helm who's who's bad it's it's how you handle it yeah it's like a personal responsibility thing it's also like a life situation thing like why yeah. they were drinking uh and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah because even their situations themselves change at points and it feels like, well, maybe you shouldn't drink when this is happening to you. Or like, obviously when Mads Mikkelsen and his wife, like just have a big rift between in between them at the end of the movie after he just fucks up big time. It's like, well, yeah, now you're really fucked up. <laughs> now you should probably stop. Yeah, and they make a, a really subtle point because throughout the movie they'll show like what the blood alcohol content yeah. of each of the guys is. Um, and I thought it was really clever. He goes on that camping retreat with his family and that's like the one time in the movie where his blood alcohol content is 0%. And that's like the best time he has with his wife. Um, it's like where they're the most intimate and she says like, I've missed you and all that. And Again, it's not really about the alcohol. It's just Mads Mikkelsen needed some sort of confidence. Yeah. And he was basically using the alcohol as a replacement for that when, you know, in all areas, he didn't necessarily yeah. need it. I, the way I look at it, it was he just needed to have some fun. <laughs> and that, that <laughs> he needed to be not yeah, boring. I, I think he just needed to let loose a bit. And like alcohol is just like a good way to sort of have fun with your friends again. Like, I, I feel like he just wasn't doing much, maybe. <laughs> like his, yeah. I mean, his wife and him literally have the opposite work schedules. Basically, they get like one hour a day to talk to each other. Like he just mm -hmm. has no human connection, and um, especially in their culture, like alcohol is just the way you hang out with friends. So <laughs> I think that helped him a ton. Yeah, uh, yeah. We should probably talk about some of the uh, the yeah, other yeah. teachers because uh, they have their own stories that I think are all also really good. Yeah. And their own little like roller coaster rides almost like they I, I feel like not mm -hmm. at first they are all like hidden and succeeding. But some, I feel like some of them have different bumps in the road and stuff like that. Um, And different, especially like the coach. It's always I don't know. I, I the, the coach one's weird to me because it's always because he's like so he's a soccer coach for kids. And it, it just was weird seeing those like knowing like, OK, like he's drunk and he's like, take care of these kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it was a solid scene where the kid asked for a drink of his water yeah, bottle yeah. and he had to be like, uh, no, no, you can't drink from this yeah. one. Um, but he, he sort of was emblematic of that, like Ernest Hemingway sort of idea, right? Where he couldn't take it. And when he had to stop drinking, he's, he really couldn't mm -hmm. take it. Uh, and you know, by the end of the movie, he kills himself. He drowns himself. Yeah. Uh, which I felt really bad for the dog. Oh, he yeah. had that dog that was like handicapped and he brought it out on the yeah. boat with him and then he jumps off the boat. Like that dog's just going to be That's on that boat, dude. Bad plan. Like leave it with someone else. Get to shelter. Didn't do anything with it besides bring it out yeah. to commit suicide, right? Now it's just stranded in the ocean. 
probably barking because here's the thing is like he was kind of in the harbor a little bit so like i imagine a scene that we didn't get to see in this movie where someone's also piling their boat and they look over and they're like hey is that a dog (laughs) driving that boat hey check this out that dog's that dog's got a boat holy shit i think that's a handicapped dog too wow that's hilarious hey power to you dog way to go go. you drive that boat yeah, and then it, the reality hit them of like, oh, wait, there should be a person on that boat. <laughs> we got to save that dog. <laughs> or maybe they just went on by. Like, all right, dog, I'll, I'll see, see you later. Have fun on your They're boat. They're probably drunk, too, of course. So Yeah, everyone's drunk in, in this yeah, country. So no one cares. Except the dogs. They got to get the dogs drunk. Don't, don't they do that at some point? Maybe. Or am I misremembering? It's been a while. I don't think they do. Okay. But it's possible. Um, yeah. But yeah, that guy had the saddest arc by far, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. And just seeing, yeah, he clearly just like handled when they when they got to the point where they had to quit, like he was just handling that the worst. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. And it was really his arc was really good now that I'm remembering, because we have that whole scene where he comes into the faculty lounge yeah, drunk yeah. after they'd all decided to quit. And then Mads Mickelson has that scene where he basically has to like take care of him. And make sure that he doesn't keep drinking and all that. Um, Which obviously that situation is more dire. So I don't know how I necessarily would react to that. But it does conjure memories of having a friend who's super drunk. And you have to like make sure they're good. Oh yeah. Um, Like you have to make sure they fall asleep on their side. And make sure they're not like grabbing any more alcohol when you're not looking. And stuff like that. it's dangerous. I mean this movie just covers all the bases basically. As far as drinking goes I feel like. That's high praise. There's a lot of bases to cover with that, obviously. Absolutely. Which I guess Tom mentioned leaving Las Vegas. I, I think that one is like a good example of a movie that's that's kind of reminded me of this one in that it's not it's a movie about drinking that I think shows it shows both sides. I think it's more of like drinking in the drinking bad camp, um, <laughs> yeah. but it's still like it's very depressing. Leaving Las Vegas is way more depressing and not as fun is this one but i think it's still i think that's another good one if you want to watch a drinking movie to check out it's it's harder to watch for sure but nick cage is in it yeah and who who doesn't love nick cage drinking a lot of alcohol that's his oscar baby oh yeah kind of mad he didn't get one for mandy he does drink in that movie Come too on. it's just any movie where he's drinking um, he deserves the oscar <laughs> anytime he drinks he should get an oscar that's what i say yeah i'm sad mads is gonna get no respect and this movie's going to get no respect. That is because his performance is so good. And we're talking about like the nuance of sort of how it handles alcohol, but just like the nuance of Mads Mikkelsen's performance as sort of this like broken high school teacher slash husband. Um, I did want to talk about the scene where he finds out where he gets found out because he gets super drunk the night before and hits his head. And right. Everyone in school is basically like, yeah, we knew you were drunk the whole time. You weren't that sneaky about it. <laughs> And this is the scene where his wife reveals that she'd been cheating on him. And I was like, oh, shit, like, that's bad. You, you shouldn't have been doing that lady. But also Mads Mikkelsen shouldn't have been doing his yeah. thing. And it's it's just another scene where there's so many layers of emotion and sort of narrative going on there. Uh, the cinematography in that scene, I really love, too. And that was the scene where I was like, Mads Mikkelsen is an incredible actor and he is going to get no respect at the Oscars for this. Yeah. No one's going to mention well, it. Well, luckily enough, I did 
see that Denmark did send another round to this year's Oscars for their their nomination for um best yeah. foreign film. So we will see it maybe if it if Hopefully. it makes the top five, I guess, out of all these. Yeah. I there's so many that scene's great. There's so many great scenes in this movie. But the the last one takes the cake. Hundred percent. Absolutely. We gotta the other the other setup and payoff that I really love before we get to the last scene was the guy who's like super unhappy with his family life. Uh he hates his kids and he like doesn't like his wife. His wife's always mad at him. She's like, I want fresh cod. And he's like, I I can't get fresh cod. The store's out. <laughs> um, but he's complaining about how his child like sleeps with them and is constantly pissing the yeah. bed and he hates oh, that. Yeah. And then after their huge bender, he comes home and pisses the bed. And you're like, no, who's the baby now? You got him. On all these, all those scenes, all the the scenes that hit me the hardest being hung over were those scenes. Like, where I'm just like, Mm -hmm. those are the scenes that give me the heart. Not the parts where they're drinking, but the parts where they're absolutely plastered coming home or like hung over or any of those. I'm just like, those were the scenes that I remember the most. Because those are the things that just affected me hard. I was like, yeah, I feel yeah. that, my, my dude. <laughs> well, well, well. If it isn't the consequences <laughs> to my own actions. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't think I, I just want to talk about the final scene because I love it so goddamn much. Yeah. And it's such an emotional whiplash because he tries to repair his relationship with his wife and it's not quite working. Um. And then they have to go to the funeral of the soccer coach. And that's super sad because it's like, in a way, they're kind of responsible. Like, they encouraged him to be drunk all the time, sort of got him hooked. Yeah. Um, But then we just get that emotional release. Again, much like Promising Young Woman, it's it's that, like, immediate sadness followed by a big burst of, like, hell yes, Yes. brother. Um, This one, I think, actually does that even better. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, he he gets a text from his wife that's like, oh, maybe I do want to work things out. And then we fire the gun and the jazz ballet is unleashed upon all of us. <laughs> Which honestly, just make this a short film. It should win a million Oscars and then Mads gets oh, yeah. them all. And now this is just, yeah, it's great. It's just such a great final scene. I want to rewatch that final scene over and over again for the rest of my life, please. <laughs> yeah, and I love how like, we see how he's come full circle from all the students being like, you're a boring yeah. piece of shit. And now they all love him because he like finally figured himself mm-hmm. out. Um, and then, yeah, it's unleashed and, and this, this incredible dance number that goes on for a long time and it does not get boring. Uh, mad respect to Mads Mikkelsen <laughs> for learning that whole dance and learning to dance like romantically with a can of beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's hard to do. It's hard to do. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, at this point in the movie, like if this were an American movie, this would not happen, in my opinion. I think. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, not. I think yeah. it would just, it would almost cut right before this. Like, it would just be like, well, there you have it, drinking bad. Don't do it. You get people to die from it and you get divorced and bad yeah. shit happens. But this is not an American movie. This is full European, baby. So they're like, fuck it, just take another drink, start dancing, and live life. Yeah, let's get it on. Um, What what I was going to say is that in that scene where he's arguing with his wife, where she admits she's cheating and all that, 
he was like, I'm sorry about the drinking. And she says, like, you really think this is about the drinking? Everyone in this country drinks. Like, that's not it at all. And that is a really important oh, yeah. thematic moment. Big line. And what ultimately leads up to this ending where it's like, yeah, it wasn't really about the drinking. It was just him being like not himself, not finding joy in anything and replacing that joy with alcohol. And the movie sort of settles on like these things can coexist. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Um, and so, and also dance, not dancing though. Dancing doesn't have to be in moderation. <laughs> Dance as much as you want. Mads sing. <laughs> he can do that as much as he wants. I won't that complain. That is the one thing I learned from this movie is that I can dance forever. Maybe. Yeah. And you should. And you sh not only can you, but you should. It's recommended. <laughs> that would be amazing. Cause you know how there are like those scare stories on the news that are like kids watch this movie and now they're doing they're calling it the another round <laughs> challenge kids are trying to stay drunk all day through high school um oh God. but like instead it's like they're calling it the another round challenge teens across the nation are doing jazz ballet until they drop from exhaustion that's what it should be that's what it should be 100 how is this not a tiktok dance yeah. this is why i don't have tiktok Cause yeah, because this is these are the dances that need to be filled on this platform. The Mads Mikkelsen and other round yeah. dance. They're they're all doing WAP and cease shanties and all his bullshit. I want to see TikTokers do a full like 10 minute choreographed dance from another <laughs> round. That's what we need on TikTok. Please. This is why YouTube is the superior platform, because I can watch that there probably. Yeah. And, and not on like a vertical yeah, screen. Exactly. Too. I don't need my phone to freaking do it. Let's go. Oh, yeah. TikTok teens being obsessed with a Danish slice of life movie is so funny to me. I would love that. <laughs> well, hey, they loved Mank, as we've established. So yeah. another round is just around the corner. I remember the Mank challenge. They, they loved the Mank challenge there on TikTok. Dude, they're still doing the Mank <laughs> challenge. So I think we just got to point them in the right direction and we yeah. can uh, get another round on you their radar. expect all these movies, you know? I, I think Marty was right. The, the kids are catching on. Superhero films are not cinema. They know Mank is. They know another round is. This, this is what cinema is. <laughs> Absolutely. Mank is like the equivalent of Mads Mikkelsen at the beginning of this movie. Just like, I wish Mank had had gotten its blood alcohol content up a little a bit little then maybe i would have enjoyed watching make is also drunk like the whole movie too <laughs> that's true that is also about alcoholism but like again like that one's just drinking bad like he's ruining his life because yeah. he's drinking a whole bunch of alcohol true but he did make citizen kane while drunk that's true. Well, I'll tell you what, if I had to choose between Citizen Kane and Mads or Mads Mikkelsen Jazz Ballet, I think I know which one I'm picking. Ooh, that's a perfect five stars, baby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Honestly, I've, I'm convinced I'm move. I'm given four and a half. I'm moving it up on my 2020 list as well. Like, I yeah. I, I'm convinced another round is one of the best movies of last year. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm a fight for this one on the biggies. We'll see what happens. Um, I just wanted to mention real quick. The last shot of this movie is Mads Mikkelsen hurling himself into the ocean. <laughs> we get a freeze frame right before he hits the water. And I'm like, I kind of want to see what happens yeah. after that. Deleted scene. I need a little like after credits follow up from that. That's going to be on the Criterion uh, bonus features. Oh, OK. That'll give me to buy. It. I mean, theoretically he had to do it for the movie right like yeah, there's yeah. footage of that somewhere yeah. that's all you need for the deleted scenes just just the, the extra five seconds at the end <laughs> of the clip where mads mickelson hits the water and he's like oh god it's cold, <laughs> it's, cold. it's cold and Vinterberg's like cut and then 
boom that's all we need um the movie is winston churchill mank is ernest hemingway absolutely oh yeah <laughs> good old mank good old mank unfortunately probably also gonna be at the biggies and i won't even be able to argue that it shouldn't be so sucks baby yeah i've also yeah. i've also seen way more 2020 movies than baby so i just win every argument right that's true yeah it's it's gonna be very one-sided when you're like oh minari this and minari that and i'll be like man whatever <laughs> they, they don't even speak english in that movie that doesn't count we can't nominate that for best picture they don't speak english that's best foreign film no it doesn't count <laughs> yeah <laughs> but as but as we established our foreign film category is very loose it's foreign film from if if you're from canada if, if you're, you're canadian, canadian of course i can't wait for that yeah. to return um and the last last thing i want to mention is i saw a letterboxd review that said they are terrified for the day when another round gets the American remake oh, directed by Todd Phillips. Oh God, by Todd Phillips. <laughs> the, this, the hangover Could you is imagine? basically that. So they would do that. They would give it to Todd. They would be like, well, the Todd's already done a movie about drinking and hungover stuff. So might as well give him this. Yeah. It's like, just because any American studio hears the pitch of this movie, it's like, oh, people who try to like, they're high school teachers and they just try to keep their alcohol level above a certain point to be more fun. Like a studio in America runs with that and it's immediately like a slapstick oh. comedy. Um, this one wouldn't be all men because the studio needs their diversity quota, uh, which is not a bad thing. I want to be clear. <laughs> Um, but they would be doing it in bad faith. They would get um, Melissa McCarthy in. She would fall over a hundred <laughs> times um, and her butt would fall out oh, or yeah, something. Her butt would definitely fall out. Uh, and the the whole movie would be about how like family is more important than alcohol or, or something like that. Like some Adam Sandler like <laughs> emotional hit right at the end to trick you into thinking the movie's about family something. Family is more important than alcohol. That is like all of the grown-ups yeah. movies is just like last second meaning or last second plot even. <laughs> like grown-ups do yeah. has no plot. They're just at the last second they're like, well, I guess we need a climax or something to just throw it in. Yeah, I just like... I honestly would love to see a parody trailer where someone yeah. makes like the American version of this. That's like this summer <laughs> things get a little bit faded. <laughs> and then all these people are like drunk and they're like, Oh, watch me get on this skateboard. And he's trying to skate in front of all the high school students and he falls over. That like, would definitely happen. It's probably going to be Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Bradley Cooper. I'd be cool with yeah, honestly. I, I think it will be Bradley. Cause Todd Phillips in all, in all of his, or no, due date didn't have Bradley Cooper. Due date had Robert Downey Jr. And then hang hangover oh, no. Bradley Cooper. I feel like you would bring Bradley back. Yeah. Maybe Bradley, maybe Melissa McCarthy well, would be there. Kevin James, I think, is a Zach good Galvin pick. Zach has to be there because he owes Todd Phillips big. Time. Oh, he would be so perfect as like the psychology yeah. professor. <laughs> He's like the dude that brings it up. Yeah. I like it. Honestly, now now we're all in. And then we get fucking yeah. ninja, right? Because we need to get the kids in on it so ninja's one of yeah, the students get the young ninja's people involved the students and so. he like helps the teachers somehow or something <laughs> ninja's like 35 <laughs> years old he's playing a high school student in the american remake he's like it's him and zach efron they're like the students that are friends with the teachers oh my god yeah they're just like obviously way too old and all the other extras are actual yeah. high school students so it's really obvious zach efron and ninja as as best friends imagine that wow yeah and they're like you know they're 
trying to become better teachers. So they're like, maybe we should learn about Fortnite. And they start doing Fortnite dances while they're drunk. I'm not seeing any movement, baby. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah, no, instead of the Ernest Hemingway uh, Winston Churchill speech, he gives like a Fortnite-based speech oh or something like that. I don't even know what that would be. I don't know Fortnite well enough. I was going to try to do no, something. No one would. Well, the people writing this movie wouldn't know what Fortnite was. They would just put it in to appeal to the young people. Yeah. <laughs> we got to have the Vic Roy's baby. Um, Absolutely. Oh, let Jake Gyllenhaal age 10 more years and then he'd be a great lead for this. Yeah, I could see it. That's true. But again, we're making a terrible American version of this Yeah, it's got to be a bad movie. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is too much of a talent. Yeah, that's like if a legit director got to uh, do the American I saw there was some some director I was looking up earlier that got like the rights to all like he directed the his uh, film in his native language and then like he somehow also got the American version oh okay which is weird but the American version still had like way worse ratings on Letterboxd so. <laughs> that's really <laughs> Even funny it's the same director like that's the thing about this movie is honestly, if you just somehow translated it to English, like re-recorded the whole thing in English, like I don't think it, it's still a fairly universal message. Like that's the re reality why an American remake would be so terrible because like you don't really have to translate it that yeah, much. I think this as an American, this movie is still damn good. But um, I think yeah, I think they would try to market it to a normal <laughs> normal American audience who probably doesn't want to watch something like this. They would like to watch melissa yeah. mccarthy's butt fall out yeah they want to see will ferrell slip on a banana <laughs> um he would definitely be in it will ferrell would for sure be in it this is yeah. like that's like old that's like his character in old school basically though because um I, which i have only seen parts i've only seen the part where he like does a keg stand and he hasn't drank in many years basically no oh, okay yeah well uh everyone Send in your pitches for the another round American remake. Um, but until that point, stay big, you beautiful people. <laughs>